it's time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in to the show in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. What is happening? What do y'all want to get into today? I'm glad to be with you here uh, for a couple of hours. Selfishly. Today, I want to talk to Beaver a little bit because I ain't going to get to do that tomorrow. I'm out tomorrow. More on that in a bit. <laughs> and I want to get Beaver's and everybody else's opinion on something uh, here that has nothing to do, really, with, directly anyway, with the state of Mississippi. However, something happened in the sports world over the last couple of days, and I caught wind of it this morning, and I'm left scratching my head going, wait a minute. You're serious this actually happened? So... I'll need your opinions on that and more coming up. And there's lots of ways for you to be a part of the show. I hope you will be. You can text, call, or comment on the live stream if you're on the live stream. Hey, everybody, feel free to type it up right there. Hit comment or submit, and I'll see it right here. If you're on YouTube, Facebook, elsewhere. Questions, opinions, whatever, that's uh, fine. Put it in there. You can also text me on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage, that is. The number to uh, text, 885 Yes, that was me taking a swig of hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. And I'll have some more throughout the show. I got a thermos full of it. Uh, you can call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. The number to... Call 995-1059. So get it on in here. How y'all are today on this Tuesday? How's Beep? Hey, Beep. Hey, my wife. How are you is? I am doing all right. Okay. Did you see, Beaver, what the... Uh, Baltimore Orioles play-by-play announcer got suspended for? No, I don't think I did. Would you like for me to play that clip for you, Beaver? Please do. <laughs> what? What? You know what? Okay. What if I would have said no? Yeah, then Were I would. Are you not going to play it? I would have played it anyway, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, okay, cat out of the bag here. It's ridiculous, okay? I, Beaver, I thought about coming in and trying to pretend as though it was something really egregious, salacious, offensive, build it up, and then play the clip and get everybody's reaction because it would have been a sarcastic leading. Because it's not. But he has been suspended. His name is Kevin Brown. Beaver, listen. His name is Kevin Brown. He is the uh, t- television, like regional television, play-by-play announcer for the Baltimore Orioles. He works alongside Ben McDonald. For the Baltimore Orioles broadcast, and they suspended him for this. Now, see if you can catch it. The Orioles have a chance to do something special today. They've already clinched at least a split in the series, winning two of the first three, and they could pick up a series win behind Tyler Wells today. It's been a minute. The Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June. 
They had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale June 25th, 2017, the last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. Okay, uh, now let me jump in here. Right, we got 20 more seconds of this. To this point, ask yourself this question. Has he said anything that should get him suspended? Now, now keep listening. Already got three and two of the chop this year after winning three of 18 the previous three years combined. It is a stark difference, Ben, and it is not a bad Rays team. It's not like all of a sudden the Rays uh, became slouches in the American League East. They've led this division every day, but now two, and the Orioles once again are back alone in first place. And there it is. Got it? Beaver, um, did you catch what he got suspended for? No, I missed something there. <laughs> well, in fact, Beaver, you didn't miss anything. All in the world this guy did was intro this game between the Orioles and the Rays, who are they are in the same division, and point out the fact that the Orioles were 0 for their last 15 in terms of winning the series against the Rays. There was one tie in there. I think that was this year. That's all he did is he pointed it out. And the Rays have been in first place, and the Orioles have been in first place the last two days. They suspended him f- for that. The Orioles did. The Orioles organization. They felt like, apparently, Beaver, it was too negative. This is not Twilight Zone, Bizarro World stuff. This is legit. They suspended him for that. Oh, well, we wouldn't want truth telling. <laughs> right. This isn't, man. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. If this isn't just your hometown Mississippi high school football broadcast, which a team that we run here, unnamed, a few years back, they got upset with the play by play man and let him go because he was they thought he was too negative against the team. Okay. Man, this isn't feel good hometown miss which even in that case I feel that was ridiculous. But oh you better not criticize the team. Oh, so we're supposed to just ignore facts. Right. So everything can be sunshine, rainbows, right. all that. Get that out of here. Get I always it out of here. Be I always hate that no matter what level it's at. Exactly. Exactly. And and let's be honest, Beaver. Okay, there. If if the facts are decidedly negative, okay. If the facts are uncomfortable, there's a way to present them and a way not to present them, right? Like if you are the hometown broadcaster and you're over 15 against somebody, and you just start basically laughing, <laughs> making fun of, um, you go overboard, it, negative. That's one thing. But if you simply like this guy. It's just in the intro. I, like, there's no emotion in it at all. There wasn't even a sideways word I could hear. <laughs> I mean, I have watched it and listened to it. Every major news source says, here is the clip that got him suspended. And I'm going, this can't be it. This cannot be the right one. This can't be it. They swear that it is. The fact that he had an intro to the ball game and pointed out that the Rays had won 15 of the last 16 series or something like that. 
Well, yeah, and there was the only one they didn't win was a tie. So in other words, you know, they're they're 0 and 15 and 1 against the Rays in their last 16 series. He points it out. It's a fact. It's a record. It happened on the field. And I get it that it's a regional broadcast that's associated with the team. They are the Orioles broadcast. Okay, but are you serious? Suspended the guy for that. PT for MSU, he's keeping up with it. He, te- he texts the show in the country, please, in text line. And by the way, let me step aside and say, too, I realize this story has probably been out there for a, about going on a day now, maybe a full 24 hours. I didn't catch it yesterday, and so I caught wind of it this morning. And so it's relatively new to me. And PT for MSU said that he agrees with what Michael K said. Uh, and, and he sent me the clip here. I tell you what, uh, I'll preview it. I, I don't have a chance to preview it. I, you know, I don't know what he said. I know who Michael K is, does uh, radio out of New York, and I guess what, 98.7 ESPN in New York, and he, he's on Yes Network and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I know that he criticized it, but you said that it, he said that it makes him look small time and thin skinned. I just can't imagine suspending a guy for that. Really, like, and, and the deal is maybe it's me. Maybe we, me, need to realize you know what? You're in a world now where if there are people who look at the truth as something that is malleable something that is changeable, shiftable. You can, you know, there's people that believe there really is no such thing as truth. Just say what you think is true. As well as, just because it's true, you can't say it. (laughs) And if you do, it's off-brand for us, or it's it's not good marketing and PR for us. Therefore, you should be silenced. You will be punished. You will lose your job if you have an opinion. That's what happened to Kevin Brown of the Orioles. Now, I I, I say lose your job. I guess there's a chance that he can come back. But anyway, I I was just blown away by it. I'm going, when I tweeted about it this morning, I just tweeted my honest thought. There has to be something else, doesn't it? it? It, you know, everybody in the world, even those that cover the Orioles, that have gotten quotes and behind-the-scenes, I'm sure, info, they're all reporting the same thing. This guy doing an intro to the ball game, stating that they have gone 0 for the last 15 against the Rays in terms of winning the series, that's what got him suspended. They didn't like that. The Orioles brass didn't like that. Felt like it was off-brand negative. I hear it and I go, What? What world are, are they living in? You suspend a guy for that? For saying something that's 100% true? What next? Real unnamed texture says, was it the tone of, it's been a minute? I mean, that's right. I mean, that's just a slang term for it's been a long time. It's been a minute since they won one. Nick texts the show. He says, I mean, Harry Doyle lost his notes and slammed Jack Daniels and he didn't even get suspended <laughs> in the movie Major League. 
Jake from Yazoo says, Happy Tuesday, gents. I hope he gets a lawyer for that. First time I heard the audio. Thanks. Again, Jake, I, I made sure that that's the one audio clip that everybody's posting. Uh, it's on ESPN. It's on all these other sites that cover it. It's the same clip. They're all reporting the same thing. And Jable says, so did the or- Orioles win the series? I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to look up the scores. I think this was maybe from two days ago. I'm, all right, here it is. In its entirety, it's one minute long, which seems like a long time on the radio. Okay, but here it is, and then we'll move on to it. I'll come to some of your comments on the live stream. Kevin Brown, announcer for the Orioles, one minute of, of audio in the pregame lead-up, Orioles versus Rays division rivalry. This got him suspended. The Orioles have a chance to do something special today. They've already clinched at least a split in the series, winning two of the first three, and they could pick up a series win behind Tyler Wells today. It's been a minute. The Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June. They had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale June 25th. 2017, the last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. Already got three and two of the chop this year after winning three of 18 the previous three years combined. It is a stark difference, man. I mean, it is not a bad race team. What the heck? It's not like all of a sudden the race uh, became slouches in the American League East. They've led this division every day, but now two, and the Orioles once again are back alone in first place. <laughs> You cannot, you can't find one thing in that entire one minute of audio. So all I'm saying is there must be something else like that they're not reporting. Here's what it says before the game. That was July 23rd, by the way. That clip from July 23rd, the game on July 23rd, and they have confirmed with sources behind the scenes that's what's got him suspended. He pointed out the Orioles had won as many games at Tropicana Field in 2023 as they had in the previous three years combined. A graphic showing the Orioles' struggles accompanied the comments. We saw that if you watched the clip there. Orioles' ownership took issue with the comment according to reports by Awful Announcing and The Athletic, and Brown has not appeared on an Orioles broadcast since. Orioles reached for comment, said, we don't comment on personal matters. We look forward to hearing Kevin's voice soon. <laughs> All I can think of, there must have been an argument behind the scenes. Either, one, hey, Kevin, don't you dare get on the air and now that we're in first place and start pointing out how we haven't beat them. Don't go negative. Hey, I'm just going to tell the truth. Don't you do it. I'm going to tell the truth. He doesn't anyway get suspended. I mean, that's one scenario that, again, hypothetical. I'm just trying to figure it out. Or the other is, after he did it, they call him out. Hey, man. And he bristles up and says, look, it's the truth. Like, what What did I say that wasn't true? It's just a professional lead-in. And they don't like his attitude or something. Maybe he argued and they suspend him, right? If you said that, maybe emotions are involved. <laughs> but he, there is... None of it makes any sense whatsoever. 
Stephen commented here on the uh, Country Please and text line and says, Matt, don't you dare throw out Mississippi State and Alabama facts this fall when they play. It will definitely hurt your, our feelings. Well, see, Stephen, I mean, that would be if we were trying to find something to compare it to, right? It'd be like me and Neil Price getting on the air going, hey, State hadn't beat Alabama since 2007. Fired. <laughs> right. Fired for that, Beaver. How many years is that, by the way? 2007. What is it, 16 years? Yeah, 15, 16 years. State hasn't beaten Alabama in 15 or 16 years since 2007 be the last victory. That right there, fired, suspended for that. I mean, really, that's that would be the equivalent. It would. What are we talking about? <laughs> what world is this? There has to be something else, and nobody's reporting it. There has to be. I don't know the people involved, the ownership, but I will say this. That is a loser's mentality right there. Ouch. I don't like the facts. Shoot the messenger. That is a loser's mentality right there. Coffee Norman Texas show and said, Matt, so basically the Orioles want a, pro- a programmed robot instead of a human being as an announcer. He said, ridiculous. Again, hey, Coffee Norman, they're all reporting that that's the clip that got him suspended. If that's the clip that got him suspended, your word is perfect. It is ridiculous. It is asinine. It is childish. It is gross. It is pitiful. I mean, fine, son. If I were him, if you're Kevin Brown... Guy's good, by the way. Just hold out. Don't go back. The end. Like somebody said, get you a lawyer, maybe. You're done with the Baltimore Orioles as an organization. Done with it. Lots of different ways to make a living without having to deal with that crap. Real unnamed texter said, I would love to hear Ben McDonald. I bet he quits if he isn't reinstated. Well, I mean, see, and that's the thing. It puts a guy like Ben McDonald, who played for the Orioles, in an odd spot. It's not like they suspended him. But what are we talking about right there? He didn't go, this pitiful organization, <laughs> this is how bad they've been for the last ever how many years? Hadn't won a series against them in 15 tries. <laughs> and here we are in first place. Can you believe it? It's a miracle. It's, he didn't do any of that. I'm talking about just straight up stated the record. Hogjowl texts the show and says the powers that be in the Orioles organization overreacted, of course. He said, I remember earlier in the year when the Mississippi State baseball team was playing bad baseball, all the announcers and commentators that worked for State had some very harsh words about them. They didn't get disciplined because they were telling the truth. And PT for MSU said, Kevin Brown is good. If the Orioles fire him, I bet I'll have 15 teams beating down his door the next day. Yeah, maybe so. I just, you know, you cannot, the things that we see on the surface about this, there's a couple different perspectives you got to look at it, and and I'm I'm about to put a bow on this, but again, I saw it before we came in here. One perspective is this. PT for MSU, all we have is what's being reported on the surface. 
We have the clip that these news sources say we have confirmed this is what got him suspended. We have the actual indefinite suspension. He hasn't been back. Those two are facts. And so based on that, you c- the only way you can look at it is the Orioles have some people either in the office or owner, whatever the case is, who are straight up losers with a losing mentality. Like like hitting your broadcaster over the head until he says only nice things and won't even state a record if it's poor is going to help you in any sort of way whatsoever. I mean, think about that sort of outlook on life. Really, think about it. Oh, well, we're gonna, we better surround ourselves with, and we're going to call it positivity, but we better surround ourselves with positivity. It ain't like this guy's being a jerk or going you know, crazy out one direction or the other and saying wild things. I mean, you heard it. He just straight up stated the record and then said they were in first place. The Orioles, that is. I mean, there wasn't even an opinion injected in that. This is crazy. It just shows you. Y'all, back on camera for this. There are people in this world in seemingly high places who are idiots. Complete nincompoops. They got some in Baltimore, apparently. Just getting started. Stick around. Play. Matt Wyatt has got it all for you. Just listen to that. All right, let's see what we can get into. Rolling right along with you here today on the show. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. Here's a quick story I saw, just just real quick, and then I'm coming to the comments on the live stream here. We'll read some of those. Um, for the first time in several years, the famed oak trees at Toomer's Corner in Auburn are again ready to roll. <laughs> now, anybody else see the irony in in that line I just read? Sort of like an ironic pun that's mixed in there. You get that? The Oaks at Tumor's Corner are ready to roll. Side note, prior to the beginning of today's show, Beaver and I were talking, and at some point I said, yep, I'm ready to roll. And he went, RTR, baby. <laughs> and I said, no, that's, that's roll, tide roll. But maybe you and I and everybody else who isn't an Alabama fan should begin to slowly but surely – turn RTR into ready-to-roll instead of roll-tide-roll. See what happens. Think it's possible? Yay? Nay? I don't know. Yeah, anyway, they're going to roll the trees again. At, you know, I guess they finally got them replaced after what's-his-name killed them a while back. Um, decision made recently after years of Auburn asking fans to hold off on 
rolling the tree so that the two new oak trees that were planted six years ago could grow. And now the university has determined that the oak trees are established enough for the tradition to con- to uh, return. What's the history? Let's see. Did they? I'm gonna see if they mention. Nope. This whole story at on Auburn's uh, uh, website here does not mention even mention uh, Harvey Updike and poisoning the old oak trees at Auburn. They don't even mention it. Just says, hey, we had to plant some new ones. They're finally ready to roll again. Anyhow, I'd point that one out to you. Found that just a little bit interesting. Ready to roll. RTR. Here we go. On the live stream. Uh, on Facebook. On YouTube. Sorry. Sven said, Hail State, everyone. Back at you. Kobe said, which state player will have a breakout year? Well, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, Kobe, and uh, one, I think, easy guess for me is Woody Marks. I think, I mean, Woody's he's a big-time talent, okay, and he stuck with it, and, and you know, just in terms of straight being featured, he had to catch the ball a whole lot in the previous offense. And a lot of that was catching the ball with your back turned to the defense and all this kind of stuff. I... I just think the new approach is really going to benefit him. Sven tried to answer that on YouTube, and he pointed that out. He said Woody and also felt uh, Will Rogers. Ed gave me a hail state from Hoover. He said he likes the fishing videos, by the way. Well, I appreciate that, Ed. Thanks for watching. The most recent one's up. If y'all hadn't seen it, check it out on Facebook and YouTube. It's called Fishing Till Football. I went with Dad. Had some other stuff. I had some leftover stuff where I went and caught fish. And, um, it's just simple stuff, walking around on the bank. And, and Ed, glad you enjoyed it. Maybe if y'all haven't seen it, y'all will enjoy it too. Jim gave us a hail state from Cincinnati and said, Who day? We got a state and a Bengals fan. Blind Squirrel Sports tuning in from Georgia. Not Georgia. No, no. Georgia. J-A-W-J-A. Aaron on Facebook says, if you talked with Arnett since camp started or conversated (laughs) with him in general, conversed with him in general, no, I actually have not. I have not talked to Coach uh, Arnett. Let's see. Yeah, the streak was 16, not 15, but 16. That's right. Uh, Speaking of Arnett, Sven said, let's talk state. What's your opinion on Arnett's coaching hires? He says, I love it. And I'm sure we're going to get a lot better. Barbe is the number one in all in the NCAA in offensive passing efficiency over the last 15 years. Yeah, and, and efficiency being what? In terms of attempts to explosive plays and to scoring plays. So that's good. You know, that would be very different. It would be very different. You know, and I, I will say, too, it will be after the last three years for Arnett and the defense it's going to look and feel a little different also in terms of how often they're getting back on the field. You know, it was a little bit of all or nothing. In the air raid, it was more of a passing ball control deal, right? You weren't taking a bunch of shots way down the field just every now and then. You'd get that opportunity. But for the most part, scoring drives and good drives would go 10 and 12 and 14 and 15 plays and eat up a lot of time. And it was either a three and out or a long drive. So you either get, as a defense, you get a lot of rest over there, or you're right back on the field. There was a lot of that. And, you know, 
that sort of routine throughout a ball game may change some. And if they get that offense going the way it has gotten going at a few of these other schools where Barbet coached, then you, you're going to have a few more explosive plays. And you're going to potentially have some five- and six-play scoring drives. And, you know, it's just like a different routine and sort of a different flow to the games, even the ones that you have control of. And I think defensively there will be a little, little bit of adjustment. Not, not a huge thing, I mean, but it will be just a little bit of an adjustment for sure. Will asked, uh, is there any word on Kamari Rogers, another breakout contender for State? You know, I hadn't heard much, but I, I agree with you. I thought he looked really good in the spring at corner. Transfer from Miami. To me, I just... I thought he looked good. I, I thought that he looked, to me, like not just capable, but like they may really be thankful they've got him. And maybe, again, it's a maybe, but when you see a thing like Marcus Banks, a corner who transferred in from Alabama a couple of years ago, making a move to safety and some of that, you know, that may be an indication that they like some of these guys who've come in there to compete at corner, including Kamari Rogers. Uh, Bulldog Blitz texts the show. Country Pleasing text line says, uh, back in the wonderful city of Tupelo for a delivery and said may have to retire up here. Well, I tell you, we're cloudy and rainy today. And uh, giving your air conditioner a break (laughs) up this way today anyhow. Hey, speaking of this, um, Blitz, a little birdie told me that um, Tupelo may get to host a Mississippi State basketball game this this year on into December. Anyway, the rumor's going around. I'll, I'll put it that way. The rumor's going around that Tupelo may be hosting a Mississippi State basketball game up here this, this winter. And one of the rumors I heard is that they may play against Andy Kennedy and UAB. I thought, man, that would be great. I don't know when the last time was they hosted a men's game up here. It's probably been a while. You can go back. Tupelo's got an arena downtown. And for basketball, when they set it up for basketball, it seats about, I don't know, eight, 9,000, something like that. And uh, plenty of parking, you know, plenty of hotels, that kind of thing. And... Again, a while back, this would have been about 09, about 2009, so I'm talking about 14 years ago. Uh, Tupelo hosted in that arena a basketball game between LSU and Memphis. And Memphis fans showed up. It was a sellout. It was a great atmosphere and a heck of a ball game, too. And it's a really, when they set it up for basketball, it's a great arena. Uh, I mean, it is. They have, obviously, big events and Concerts and all that kind of stuff throughout the year, but yeah, I, I hope that happens. It's a little, little, little birdie um, flying around, dropping those rumors. Uh, Next gen Texas, show us up. Next gen Reb. We were talking about RTR. Beaver and I were wondering, could we change it to to ready to roll <laughs> instead of roll tide roll? Next gen Reb says Ford makes a Mustang RTR, which stands for Ready to Rock. Okay. 
Okay, RTR. TCB, taking care of business. <laughs> uh, Blitz, Bulldog Blitz said basketball in Tupelo is a great idea. The games in Jackson get pretty good turnouts. That's what I was thinking. Um, you know, I know that some people have complained about you know the Coliseum and stuff in the Jackson area, but it seemed like they always had good turnouts. And I will, I will say this too: if it happens, um, really, I, honestly, for for a town like Tupelo, which is where I live, if this state basketball team were to play there, which that's the rumor, a game there, they'll have no trouble selling tickets to that uh, because there's genuine. Excitement about Chris Jans and the team, and um, but but you would almost double it up in the ease of selling the tickets if they were going to play against an Andy Kennedy team, which you know, of course, coasted Ole Miss, um, from Mississippi, from Louisville. Heck, man, you could probably sell a few thousand tickets just to people from Louisville coming up to see him before or after the game, you know? So I just think it's a heck of an idea. Hope it happens. Rolling along with you here, hour one of the show in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Stick around. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Chuck commented on the uh, live stream, said the arena in Tupelo also hosted the Gulf South Conference Tournament several years ago. Uh, That is true. I remember seeing that. So we're talking about around, what, maybe 10 years ago? Maybe a couple more? Neat deal. Delta State and others playing in that tournament. Uh, It's a good basketball arena when they set it up for that. I mean, it really is in a good spot, too. You know, a populated area. Um, you know, you're, you're right on the highway, easy to get to. 45 north and south, uh, 78 slash 22 going through east and west. You're a couple of hours from Memphis, a couple of hours from Birmingham. So it's a pretty good spot. Pretty good spot. Uh, let's see, Norman, what do you what, Coffee Norman, what did you say? He said, I don't remember the year, but I watched State versus UT Martin in Tupelo several years ago, possibly the Rick Ray era. He says, heck, I don't know. It might have been southeastern Louisiana now that I think about it. Yeah, okay. I don't remember the the opponent either, but you're right. Seems like Rick Ray's, one of his teams, did play up here. They've had women's games up here, too, before. They've never had a – it's never been a regular thing, though. It's kind of been a one-off, one-on every now and then. Uh, Will said, speaking of state basketball, how are the hump renovations progressing? Well, they're coming along. Yeah. You know, I hadn't talked to anybody in terms of uh, 
ETA and getting it finished and all that kind of stuff to make sure. Like, uh, but it but it seems to be coming along good, and certainly looks a lot different than it did this time last year. I know that much. Last year was kind of a kind of a mess to play through, but uh, it's gonna be really nice once they get it done. And it was time. It was time to do something for sure. You know, it's just you know been a long time i mean the hump's a great arena um and it was before but it's just like anything else over a period of time and after a period of time you just have to update it i got an update here on a story for you from georgia as blind squirrel sports put it on the comments a little bit ago georgia j-a-w-j-a the university of georgia has fired the football recruiting staffer, staff member, who survived a January crash that killed player Devin Willock and another recruiting staffer less than a month after she filed a lawsuit against the university's athletics association. Got it? Got the scenario there? It's just terrible all the way around. No way around it. Um... Devin Willick, player for Georgia, back in January, killed in a car crash. You'll remember that first-round draft pick out of Georgia, Jalen Carter, was caught up in some of that, too, because he was there and then left and came back. And you remember, I'm sure, the whole story. Um, but this woman who was on the recruiting staff at Georgia, her name is Tori Bowles, B-O-W-L-E-S, Tori Bowles, was dismissed According to a statement from the school, she was dismissed because she refused to cooperate with an internal investigation into the crash. Her attorneys claim she's being retaliated against for filing a lawsuit. And in the lawsuit, it also names first-round draft pick Jalen Carter in the lawsuit. So... What I don't know is, like, when was the lawsuit filed... When did the firing happen? It's a little unclear in that. It kind of jumps around. Um, but it says, okay, she was fired less than a month after she filed the lawsuit. Okay, the crash happened in January. She's fired now. Less than a month after filing a lawsuit. They say we fired her because she refused to cooperate in an internal investigation into it. You take it for what it's worth. All right. Um, over to the phone line, the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. Thibodeau on line one. What's up, Thibodeau? Matt, I know uh, you kind of moved on to another story, but I'm going to go back to something. All right. Because there's a couple of points I'm going to make, and I think you're going to agree with me. So we're going to talk about truth for just a minute. Okay. So you're talking about the announcer, so, the announcer for the Orioles? Yeah. Well, that and there's a little bit more to it. So when you were talking about how truth can be malleable these days, yeah, this is how this, this is how people are trying to get society to buy into the dumbest crap you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. Is by saying things like, "Well, you've got your truth, and I've got my truth." Yeah, right. You see what I'm saying? Like that they they just say, "Okay, something's going to be true to me, even if it's not true to you." And I'm just going, okay, this is, this is how we go down stupid Bill Lane. 
And it's also the way that atheists have always attacked believers in Christ. Because when we say he's the way, the truth, and the life, they say, well, he's not my truth. So, they, they're, they're jumping all over this announcer for telling the truth, but it actually sounded like he was kind of rooting for the Orioles in that one-minute speech. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, it had a positive tone to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But also, SEC Media Days, Lane Kiffin tells the truth. Yeah, and right. he gets roasted. Okay, yeah. well, Drinkwitz from Missouri has told the truth about how he feels about conference realignment because have they asked any of these kids how the travel's going to feel and that sort of thing? Well, Lane Kiffin retweets that and comments on it and tells the truth. Peter Burns just lit into them like a millionaire shouldn't have an opinion on realignment because they jumped schools, and I was like, this is not even the same comparison. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they're, they're speaking the truth in supporting student-athletes and how this is going to affect them when they have to fly from Los Angeles to New Jersey to, right. play, a ball, to play a ball game. Well, and more so their families. Well, and more so, like, they yeah, touched on their families, too, trying to drive, you know, fly from Los Angeles to New Jersey to see them playing a game against Rutgers. Yeah. And and then the fact that the kids made decisions in recruiting to go to those schools, a lot of them did based on proximity. You know, it'd be like me or you saying, sure. "Hey, I'm gonna go to state." One of the big reasons because it's close to home. My family can come see me play. And then a year later, state's in the Mountain West, and we got to go to Colorado every other week. You know, like right. it, it. And it is true. Um, my takeaway from this whole issue. We, we've been talking about, like, with Lane getting roasted, this guy getting suspended, is basically this. If you don't agree with, like, the major narrative going out right now and you have money in your pocket, you, you better keep your mouth shut. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because that's the first thing any of them says is, well, these are millionaires having an opinion about what kids. I'm like, this is, this is a lazy, lazy argument. Well, it is. And Thibodeau, take it one step further. Think about this. Think about this. That reaction gives you a little insight into how they grossly overvalue money. Okay, money is money. It's worth whatever you can spend it on. But that overreaction to people with money shows you that the people that are overreacting really place a lot of credence behind somebody who's got money. And I promise you, whether a guy's got ten dollars or ten million, ain't is, is really not that much of an indication on what kind of person he is. They just either have money or they don't. There's a lot of dull-headed s- stupids who got lots of money. That's whether they have money or not. It's neither here nor there. And frankly, there's a lot of fine, fine people who you need to listen to every word comes out of their mouth when they talk. And they're, according to their checkbook, barely getting by. Oh, yeah. And and so um, the fact that somebody know, has money does not in any way include or exclude them in reality. And, and it's a great point that you make. Well, whenever Feinbaum went off on Kiffin a few weeks ago, I wasn't shocked. Because, you know, Feinbaum's just a, a jackass, and he's going to act like one. So when Peter Burns did it today, I was a little bit taken aback. I was like, I'm not used to seeing him 
just go after people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Listen. You know, or maybe maybe I'm missing something. Maybe he does, and I've just missed it. But it just kind of seemed like outside of his character. Thibodeau, we are living in a time where it's really clear to see where people have drawn lines and see where people are falling on either side of it. And your corporate media, and especially those who are tied to directly to conferences or to television partners, what are they influenced by? They're influenced by the ones who pay them. Okay, and the ones who pay them don't want to hear how a lot of this stuff is negative. A TV partner like ESPN or ABC, they don't want to hear about how conference realignment is negative and how it might affect viewership. They want a positive message going out. It's a really fascinating point you bring up. Hey, the music's playing. Go ahead. you got about 20 seconds. I thought that too, but I still kind of considered Peter Burns is a guy that in the past would have just kept his mouth shut instead of going after somebody. Yeah, interesting. I'm going to look it up. I didn't see it today, but I'm going to look it up. Thank you for telling me about it. Thibodeau, always good to hear from you, man. Thank you. You too. Hour two coming up. Stick around.